You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. Basically, the sector has now become a value trap, which is a good thing if you don't trade on margin, which I learned not to in this sector from the get-go when I started getting into this sector 20 years ago, and you have a lot of cash and a lot of patience. You have to have a lot of patience and you have to have a lot of cash at times like this. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Bill Powers, and this is Mining Stock Education. And we're checking back in with Dr. David Erfley, the Junior Miner Junkie, website juniorminerjunkie.com. And David, for uh, visual listeners on YouTube, you are sitting outside uh, and your house is behind you. And isn't it Mining Stocks that bought that house for you? Uh, yes, it was <laughs> in a mu- during much better days. <laughs> and, and it was one in particular, right? Yes, one in particular, Novo Resources. Absolutely, that was that that uh, pretty much created the uh, the uh, the down payment for this house. You know, I was fortunate uh, to, to get myself and my subscribers into the the, uh, the private placement that they did right before they made that incredible discovery in Australia. Yeah, and that's what with mining stocks, as Rick Rule says, you know, you're going to have a lot of losers. You just got to oh, factor yeah. that in. But when you can get those ultra winners, it covers a lot of mistakes, doesn't it? That's right. And it, and it keeps us invested in this extremely frustrating but exciting sector. <laughs> that, that's right. Well, let's talk FOMC minutes uh, or uh, their meeting statement uh, that came out in September. Looks like tapering is going to happen soon, whatever that means. And rates are going to stay where they are. I mean, what's your analysis here and how is it affecting the gold price? Uh, the gold, gold uh, market is still, you know, in uncertainty land. Um, you know, the Fed really didn't give us any still didn't give us any clarity. And that's what the gold market is waiting for is, is some clarity over this. You know, gold has really not done much over the past few months since, since they started talking taper in June, it's traded in a pretty tight range of about a hundred bucks. But uh, as you, as, as you and your listeners know, the mining stocks have, have, have been sold aggressively, especially juniors uh, that do not have any cash flow. Um, but um as far as what the Fed said, they really, you know, I mean, half the members now want to want to want to raise rates sooner, and um, this taper, like you said, is probably is probably going to start in November. You know, he basically said, you know, even the jobs report that's going to come out on October eighth doesn't need to be fantastic for us to begin raise for us to begin uh, tapering. And this is this is all reminds me of the gold stock and of the gold sector bottom of twenty of twenty eighteen. It's all it's 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 very reminiscent of that of that time. At that time, the Fed actually did start tapering in twenty eighteen, and that created the major bottom in gold at about eleven sixty seven, I think it was. And um, before that took place, we had a huge move in the miners from from. Uh, 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 January of 2016 into August of 2016 in six months, the sector after going after being down 85 percent over the past few over the past, over the previous few years, it went up um, over 150 percent in six months, and that move took two years to consolidate. And at the same time, the gold price was was consolidating its huge move, but this was all taking place below 1,400 dollars gold. And um, at, but, and also at that time, juniors, which were 
which which were bottoming in in the late 2018 as well, you know, they really didn't have much cash, and uh, a lot of them were were, were on financial life support. Um, the, and the big difference today is that even though these juniors are being thrown out with a with, with abandon, it's gone from I think that the, the sector's gone from hating gold stocks to now being just apathetic about them. They just don't care. Um, like today, I mean, you see a, a lot of them just trading uh, like they're like like uh, they've run out of sellers, even though the gold price is down twenty bucks again, down to seventeen fifty. Um, so anyway, I I, I digress. Um, it's the the, uh, the miners are now cashed up for the for the next couple of years, you know. So the 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 cash position that I built up over the past few months is getting very excited, while the core positions that I've been holding and have been adding to, some of them have been going up, some of them have been going down, but basically the sector has now become a value trap, which is a good thing if you don't trade on margin, which I learned not to in this sector from the get-go when I started getting into this sector 20 years ago, and you have a lot of cash and a lot of patience. You have to have a lot of patience and you have to have a lot of cash at, at times like this. Is it a value trap only for people with a short-term outlook though? Is that what you're communicating here too? If you have a long-term outlook? Oh, you have a long-term outlook. You're, you're ecstatic right now. If you, like I said, if you have a lot of cash and you know, I've revamped my watch list even recently because, you know, it had a few higher risk uh, drill plays that have yet to define a resource. You know, I saw those getting, uh, having a uh, good value, but now you, you, you don't need to go that far down the food chain to find value. I mean, there's, there's so much value in some of these stocks that I missed the first time, you know, back in, in, in March of, 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 of last year when we had that V bottom and you really didn't have much time to do a lot of research, you know, I mean, the V bottom was so fast. You just had to, you know, had to, had, had to basically use your knowledge from before to get into the, into the best stocks at that time, because they were just, everything was, was going up at once. This bottom is, is not going to be like that. And it, it hasn't, hasn't, hasn't transpired like that. This is like a Chinese water torture bottom. That is, that is, people are starting to accumulate best quality stocks, which is the best kind of bottom to, to have because it gives you all kinds of time to speak with management, to vet all the, the best companies and make sure you don't buy any, any, um, any lower margin uh, projects or, or, or juniors that need a higher gold price to, to succeed. You know, the ones that are going to bottom first, as far as the juniors are concerned, are the companies that they got a bunch of cash. They got a great management team. They've already proved up a high margin, large deposit in a safe jurisdiction, you know, and um, a lot of those are being sold for tax loss because they're down on the year. It doesn't matter how good the stock is. If it's down on the year, it's being sold for tax loss right now. And so are you when you're cutting some of the more risky stocks? Are you putting that money into any producers? Because the argument is, you know, producers are cheaper now than they were in 2016 when you compare them to the gold price. Yeah, what, what happens uh, during these bottoms is it's the producers, the low-cost producers, the, the major mining companies in the mid-tiers, and the royalty firms that bottom first. You know, because uh, you know, people have been, you know, they've been getting paid to wait. A lot of these companies pay dividends. You know, they're making good money with the, with the gold price where it is now. Even with the gold price at 1650, they're making good money, even though the all-in cost of production has risen 
the past quarter from 1030 to 1060, 67, I think, 1067. But still, they're making, you know, they're, 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 they're making lots of money at gold prices, even another $100 lower than this. Um, so people, you know, investors are being rewarded for holding stocks like that. And, and I don't invest in mid-tiers, majors, or royalty companies. I see, I see much more value, especially now, in, in the higher-risk developer explorers, you know, that have the attributes that I mentioned earlier, that have, you know, they have a couple of years of cash. You know, they did all the right things. They raised money at the right time. They have the great management teams. They have, they're in the right jurisdiction. They have a, they have a big deposit. You know, the, the deposit doesn't need $1,800 gold to make, to make money. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've, I've loaded the watch list up with companies like that, that I missed earlier and sure a few growth oriented producers as well. And I like growth oriented producers that are small cap that have a lot of growth and they're also low cost producers, but they have a lot of growth in, in their, in, in, in the ground and, uh, not a lot of debt. Arcana Silver is on the verge of bringing the world's highest grade silver mine into production. The Revenue Virginia's mine in Colorado has proven and probable silver reserves grading nearly 37 ounces per ton silver, with all-in sustaining production costs of only $8 per ounce of silver. The mine is fully funded and permitted with infrastructure already in place and has announced production will commence in 2021. Achieving successful production should result in a significant upward share price re-rating on the Lassonde curve. Arcana trades under the ticker A. AUN in Toronto and AUNFF in New York. To learn more, go to arcana.com. That's A U R C A N A.com. And jurisdictionally, you're willing to go into Africa even in those producers, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. It, you know, um, it depends on where in Africa. I mean, you have to be, you know, jurisdictionally specific when, when you go to Africa. You know, some, some, you know, most places in Africa I wouldn't go near, but, uh, but absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of value in the, in the best jurisdictions and it will help. There's a lot of value everywhere right now. Um, what about the United States as a jurisdiction? Okay. This last week, there's chatter about an increased mining royalty on federal uh -huh. lands. And then, so with some of my investments, I talked to management, they're like, don't worry, we're on patented land. So even if they ramrod that through, it doesn't affect us. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, you know, just it, it's it's it, there's jurisdiction jurisdictional risk just about everywhere now, so you just have to pick and choose, and make sure you 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 stay in the in, in the best jurisdictions. Um, you know, I mean, South America, you know, Peru and Chile used to be great jurisdictions, but now you know they're they're becoming very socialistic and, and grabby, and and uh, they they realize that they you know they they've that did, with these higher uh, copper prices and, and gold prices that they're leaving a lot of money on the table and they want more. So, um, you know, you have to, you just have to be constantly on top of, of, of all these things while, while you're constantly on top of the management teams and what, and make sure they're doing the right things and all these stocks. I mean, you just, you just got to be on top of them at all times. And, you know, like I stressed a few months ago, I don't know how long ago it was on your show. I remember getting some grief about it, but you've you <laughs> got to be taking some profits off the table, you know, when these stocks are flying, you know, if, you know, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, sell your core positions, but always be taking some money off the table. I mean, I'm very glad that I took a lot of money off the table late last year and early this year.
you move money around at this stage though, just mm-hmm. to clarify for listeners, right? That's what yes, you're yes. saying and now. I, and I'm fortunate enough to have a large account where I can take all my capital gains out of the account. That's that, that's the way I operate since I have so much money invested in them. You know, I don't, I don't rotate my capital gains in, into more mining stocks. I take them out. <laughs> and then you put it and into cash, like, right? You don't go into general equities or anything like no, that. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I, 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 I put it into two other things. Uh, out of the stock market. And so what's the biggest risk right now for mining investors, Dave? What, could you nail that for us? The biggest risk is getting into the wrong companies down here. You know, you've got, you, you've, you've been afforded the time to take to make sure you get into the right companies. Because, you know, sure, you know, rising tides lift all boats when this thing finally takes off. But you want to be in the best companies because you want to hold them for the, for the long term. I mean, this bull market hasn't even started yet, really. I mean, you know, this what's happening right now, it's still just basically a normal correction. You know, the, the GDXJ went up 180% in 4.8 months, and it's now come off 40%. You know, that's a normal correction. It doesn't feel like it, <laughs> but that's basically what it is. You know, it's taken 14 months now to come off 40%. And it's trading right now. The GDXJ is already priced in 1550 gold. So if, is gold going to go to 1550? I have no idea. Will, will the gold stocks get cremated if gold goes to 1550? I don't see it because they've already been cremated. <laughs> so I, 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 there, there's a target I'm watching on the GDXJ, which is 35. I think there's there's a very good possibility that that gets hit. Right now, it's trying to it's trying to to bottom at its 200 week moving average, and and also the uh, a major um, critical uh, number to look at is the GDX 30. It's trying to hold 30 right now. It's pennies above 30 right now. That's a very critical support level, and its 200 week moving moving average is around 28, and there's an open gap from March at 27. So I think. There's a very real possibility that that gets seen, but you know, there's been so much tax loss selling that's that's come into these juniors, selling them all the way down, pricing in fifteen fifty gold. A lot of them, many of them, have already bought them. The best ones have already bought them. Um, so you just got to make sure you get into the right ones to hold for the long term. Because let's face it, you know, we're all in this t- for multi baggers, right? And the only way to 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 make multi bagger returns is is to buy in an environment like this. And, um, you know, it's a good time to have a lot of, it's crash season, you know? I mean, sure, the, the stock market is now seeing some short covering, you know, um, filling those, those gaps from Monday below their 200, uh, below their 50-day moving averages on, on, on the major ind- indices. Um, but it's still crash season and there's still a lot of risk out there. And the market, I think, is creating a huge top uh, because it's ridiculously overvalued on a historical perspective after going up for 12 straight years. So last so, time I talked to you, it was tax loss season. Now it's crash season, right? Am I, am I getting this right? Yeah, it's <laughs> so, still tax loss season. Okay. And now you have crash season to think about at the same time. Uh-huh. So, you know, but on the, on the good side of that, you know, most of the selling has already taken place in these juniors, in these in the, in the best juniors. So get into the stocks you like with stink bids. Would that be a wise strategy or, or um, yeah. I mean, stink bids are always good during, you know, you, 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 when you see an environment like this, when, 
the GDXJ is so oversold. I mean, on many metrics, it's as oversold as it was in 2000, in late 2015. Um, but like I said, you know, these juniors are all cashed up. So just make sure you have a lot of cash. You don't trade on, well, anybody who got into this sector the past few years has already learned. Don't trade on margin in this, in this, in, in this sector. You don't need to, there's plenty of leverage in it already. So, you know, if you, if you're not on margin and you have a lot of cash and sure, some of your stocks that you bought a little too early, they're going down. If you didn't take, if, if you didn't take full positions, you add to them. But if you've taken full positions and they're down over 20%, my rule is selling for tax loss. You know, I messed up. I made a bad entry. You know, I never, ever average down. That's, that's basically, you're in denial that you had a bad entry point, you know, and you're hoping that it goes higher. I don't care how good the stock is. Sell it for tax laws and buy it back later after, after the wash trade comes off 30 days. Dave, you know? uh, something I'll never do again when you're saying don't buy a margin. After I had tenfold gains in six months in 2016 as a new mining investor, I bought call options on JNUG. Uh, on margin. So I said to myself, what, what's the most leveraged I could be? And it was only, I don't know, five grand or something like that. But I was just having a little fun. And then I like lost 80% of it. So because it, it had but already it's, turned. Into it, <laughs> but it's a great lesson. You know, right. it cost you, it didn't cost you a lot of money. Right. But you know, the lesson you learned is invaluable. Yep. I've done many, many stupid things in this sector in the past, but I've learned from every single one of them. And now I have a, I have, I've worked out a very good strategy that works and it's successful even in a market like, especially in a market like this, because I said, I mean, now's the time to have a lot of cash and a lot of patience and doing all your due diligence, talking to these companies because they're available. You know, you, you, you call them up and he's like, and I talk, oh yeah, let's talk. <laughs> They're, they've got, you know, they've got time for investors to talk. So, um, you know, take advantage of the situation. You know, I mean, that's, that, that's what you do. I mean, um, you, you, you never chase stocks in this sector. That's, 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 that's the biggest thing you learn early is you never chase stocks. Yes. Yes. Your friend, Jordan Royburn doesn't see a powerful move in gold for at least uh, 12 months. Last time I talked with him, would you be of that persuasion or could you see a strong up move before then? I think, I think before then Jordan tends to be ultra conservative, you know, don't, you know, he's, he's probably the best technician out there as far as technical analysis in, in the sector is, is concerned. Um, I don't see it going on that long. Um, I, I see the mining shares bottoming first um, because the, sh the shares always lead the metal. I mean, that's, that's just always the way it's, it, it happens, you know, and then they're leading the metal now. I mean, like I said, the, the stocks are telling us that, Gold that that they're already pricing in fifteen fifty gold, and if you take a look at a long term chart, um, the, the 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 bull market in gold would be much healthier if it did correct down to fifteen fifty. I'm not saying that's going to happen, and I don't want to see it happen, but in the long term perspective, it would be healthy if it did. Because if you if you bring up a long term chart, it's still very, very far above its, above its, uh, 200 week moving average. And, um, you know, it's only corrected 20% after going up after doubling in four years. So, you know, um, the 50% retracement from that move from, from the, from the 1050 low to the, to the 2100 top is 1550. You know, it's, 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 held three times at the 38.2 retracement at, at 1675. It's held three times there. A lot of stops there. 
lot of stops there. And for new so, money investors, don't we want to point out what Rick Rule always says? He's never had a 10-bagger that hasn't been cut in half at least once on oh, the way to a 10-bagger. Yeah. At least I'm holding stocks now that, that, have, that are down 50, 65%. I took profits in some of them, not all of them. I took profits in some of them. Um, but, and I've also added to them now that they're, they've come off this much. I've added to a few of them. Um, I'm fortunate. My, my subscribers and I are fortunate enough to have a few of my top 10 have not been affected much by this correction because they bifurcated from the sector during this move and they're not down this year. So they're not being sold for tax loss. So there's, you know, there's, there's, there's a handful of stocks out there that have done that, that have, you know, that have traded as if gold is, is still, it's just 1750, 1800, which is where it is. Dave, on that note, um, I just thought of a new metric that investors uh -huh. that are looking for newsletter writers, what they could measure the top 10 picks of a given newsletter writer re performance relative to the GDXJ. And every one of you guys should publish that. So <laughs> potential buyers could see it. What do you think? That's, that, that's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to have a handful of them are trading at or near their 52 week highs here. Um, but a lot, some of them have come off a lot more than I expected. I added, or I added to them and they've gone down a little farther, a little, uh, a little more after I added to them, but that's okay because I like the long-term outlook for all of them. Well, uh, subscriptions to your, you, you limit it to 500. Any openings yes. as we conclude? Oh, here? plenty now. Plenty Because <laughs> subscriptions kind of go with gold sentiment, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it, 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 it's amazing. But my subscribers are wonderful. Um, they're, they're very intelligent. They ask great questions. They don't panic. You know, um, I, because I try to keep them as formed as much as, as possible. You know, my, my, my letter goes out every week and I, and I basically try to anticipate the questions they're going to ask and, and answer them beforehand in the letter. So, um, that's, that, it's that's, like a that, treatise you send to. out every week, Dave, even when yeah, I pull it open on Saturday morning, I'm like, how, how did this guy have all the time to write all this every week? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's my passion. You know, I love this sector and Part of the reason why I love it so much is the frustration that I'm experiencing right now, because this is, this is the most difficult sector on the planet to make money. And if you can make money in this sector, then it feels very, very good and, 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 and gratifying. Excellent point. Well, we'll leave it at that, Dave. Thank you for your uh, insights. Hopefully I get to touch base with you in four weeks, not six or eight, whatever it's been. But uh, for new listeners uh, that don't know of Dave's service, juniorminerjunkiewithay.com. Minimally go over there, sign up for his newsletter. He'll send you his weekly editorial at no cost. Thanks for coming on today's show, Dave. Thanks again for having me on, Bill. It's always always great to talk to you. And yeah, let's, let, let's, let's make it a month next time instead of so long. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about, invest in, and profit from mining stocks. The mining business is one that generates gigantic wealth. You know, a good drill hole that converts might cost fifty dollars or $100,000, and it might discover something worth a couple billion. There is no sector that I know of that has offered up as many predictable circumstances 
uh, where there was the possibility, certainly not the certainty, but the possibility of 10 for 1 returns, as there is in small cap and micro cap mining stocks. Concomitant with that, if you don't do the work, or even if you do do the work and don't discipline yourself on the sell side, there are very few places in the world where you can lose as much money as quickly as in mining stocks too. I just started to study up on mining stocks and I just became fascinated because this is such a tiny sector and it's so volatile that either you could really, you could do really, really well or you could pretty much get blown out of the water really quickly. The mining sector is a very risky sector. It can take your money very, very quickly. Don't fall in love with stocks. Don't be overly confident and just do your work as best you can. Do your very best, but don't fall in love and don't get too overly confident because um, that's a recipe for disaster. I have met you know, professional retail investors that have made a tremendous amount of money on the junior mining space. Some of them aren't accredited, and they just they spend their days researching, talking to people, being on the phone, being pouring through financial documents, but it requires commitment. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be considered personal legal or investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities or any other product. We make every effort to be accurate, but the information presented is not to be considered infallible. It may contain errors and we offer no inferred or explicit warranty. If personal advice is needed, consult a qualified legal, tax, or investment professional. Do not base any investment decision on the information contained on MiningStockEducation.com, our podcasts, or videos. Make sure you always conduct your own thorough due diligence before investing. Realize that we may hold equity positions in or be compensated by some of the companies we feature and therefore are biased and hold an obvious conflict of interest. For our full disclaimer, please visit our website.